Hello. Before we jump into this week's episode, let me just uh, apologize up front for not getting this out sooner. Honestly, it, it just slipped my mind, and I forgot to uh, edit it and render it and put it out there for all of you. So, uh, thank you for being patient, thank you for waiting, and uh, coming your way this week's episode of Whiskey & Mesh. Thank you for your continued support, and enjoy the show. Welcome to this week's episode of Whiskey and Aftermash. I am Chris Pullman. And I'm Gloria Ackerman. And this week we'll be talking about Season 1, Episode 18, Another Saturday Night, and Season 1, Episode 19, Fever Pitch. Another Saturday Night. Oh, okay. Saturday, another <laughs> Saturday Night. Um, Mrs. Potter goes away. And you nowadays, like, we would have so much to do. As you know, he's a doctor, doctor, and you'd think he would just sit home and enjoy his time alone. But I think when you're not a TV watcher and not a sitter, you're not someone that can sit home without your wife there. So, well, and you know, I think he was gonna try and do that. Yes, he was gonna try, but first he tasted that TV dinner that she made. Yeah, and it was pretty nasty apparently because he went and threw it in the garbage. Which, so he, yeah. Yeah, I like TV dinners, so you're talking Yes, but this was a 1953... Version that you had to put in the oven for two hours. So, I mean... I thought it was funny. You know, I'm I'm guessing that it probably wasn't good for that sort of reason. It's like... Right. If you're used to homemade mashed potatoes, the, mm -hmm. the frozen in the middle aren't going to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. So it kind of goes through his night, his Saturday night, without his wife before she comes back. She's at her sister's. Mm -hmm. um, we see Klinger working five jobs. Four. We, well, five if they take that other, if he gets that other job from at the bar. Oh, I suppose. <laughs> you need dishes scrubbed? Yes. He's like, that'll be five if I if you mm, need me. Yeah. Um, we see um, a new waitress coming aboard, and we'll talk a little bit about where she comes from and her mm. role, because I think we're going to be seeing her a lot. I kind of hope I, so. I like her better than, mm -hmm. I hate to say it, but better than Elmer or whatever. Elma Cox. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although, she was funny today. Yeah. Um, let's see. We see Dr. Boyer a little bit dealing mm. with a patient. Um, but it's all about the Saturday night. That sums mm -hmm. it up. Now we can talk about what happens on the Saturday night. Mm -hmm. So, but, yeah, Potter definitely wanted this to be a calm night. And I think that he's the real center of oh, yeah. the plots here. Because, like, every time he tries to kind of get away and just have, like, a quiet evening by himself, something happens. Like, um... D'Angelo comes up right away and invites him somewhere. And he's like, no, no, I have plans. But then while he's at the bar, he sees D'Angelo and tries to hide. Yeah. So, yeah, the TV dinner didn't work out. So Potter went to across the street to the recovery room bar and grill. Before he left, he called Nurse Coleman yeah. and said, if anything comes up. 
anything. That's where I'll be. And that's what makes you think, okay, he is not used to mm. alone time. Yeah. Um, uh, D'Angelo invited him to Bowling Green Grill for their, like, 75-cent buffet or something. Um, but then apparently there was something going on there, so he ended up at the recovery room. And, um, it was interesting because Potter was trying to get out of that. Now, let's take a moment aside and talk about the waitress that Potter yes, got. Yes, because that, you see her talking with the owner. Mm -hmm. And... He calls, Sarah! I don't know. To, Your I table's here. Is she flighty or is she just not in our real world? I, I, I don't think she's like not too bright. I think she's bright enough, but I think she's just not a real world person, maybe? I think she's inexperienced with the real world. Yes. It seems like she had a profession, which Where we'll talk about in a moment. Where she made a lot of money because yes. she said it had nothing uh, to do with money. Outside of this normal life... So she didn't have to live in the real world. Mm -hmm. And now she has to, and she's not quite used to it, because that was a different place. Mm -hmm. So Does not have to, chooses to. Yes. That's an important... Mm -hmm. So, when the bartender calls her out, um, let's see here, what was it? Uh, he, she asks him, how do I look? <laughs> like a hooker trying to go straight. Can a girl ever... Uh, lived down her past. It's been two days since I retired. <laughs> two so, days. So she's literally a hooker. Well, not anymore. She chose to leave that profession, and we'll find out why. She was literally a hooker. I, I did feel this episode pushed again that everyone had to have their lines. Uh -huh. It went a little uh, bit backwards in their, um... yeah. Production because everyone hears your little part in our mm -hmm. play. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, little, again, I. So it was a little overwhelming again because I, I think this yeah. plot of of poor Sarah could have been the whole show. Yeah, instead of one of the main threads. Right. But yeah, and um, Potter, when she comes over to uh, serve him, he says, "Where do I know you from? Have you been here?" Like, what was it? Have you been here before? Lots of times. Well, I'm, this is my first, first night. <laughs> That's where I've seen you. And then she seems to have um, knowledge of everyone. So well, she knows D'Angelo personally. Which was interesting when he um, comes in. He's Schneider. Mr. Schneider, good to see you. And he turns and just gets this real, I don't know like, you. <laughs> <laughs> you left your swim fins. I don't know what you're talking about, ma'am. And I really wish that you would leave me alone. And um, then she sees Potter sit down. Oh, well, if you're going to stay here, I thought you said you already ate, Sherman. I'll tell you what, Mike. I won't ask you about Mr. Schneider if you won't ask me about my turkey sandwich. <laughs> That's a deal. That's a deal. <laughs> so they, they both have their Sarah issues. Everyone seems to know her, though, and in a mm. positive way, though. Mm. Like, mm. I love what happens when she runs into Father Mulcahy. A positive way, other than the fact that, um... Well, except for that, you know, like, yeah, D'Angelo and... Later in the bar, D'Angelo's trying to explain the situation he's into Potter. And when Potter shows up, there's no one there. 
D'Angelo starts telling him the story. Well, perhaps I should back up a bit. Start I joined the Boy, Boy Scouts when I was 12. And then all of a sudden we do a... And it's is there a point to the story? It's smoky. It's full. The place is full. Mike, if you don't get to a point in two seconds, I'm gone in four. Three. Two, no. <laughs> and, um... But then Sarah is trying to wait on people, and this guy comes and finds her and goes, Sarah, I got my paycheck, and I'll sign it all over to you. Just tell me when it runs out. <laughs> and she's like, I'm retired. I'm not in that game. And father but is... But pushing. pushing. Yeah, and father is convinced that, this, that that isn't her, so he tries to defend her. I think he thinks she's a nurse. Yes, because he's seen yeah, her at the at, hospital. In the elevator. Yeah. And, uh... They got stuck in the elevator together. Yeah. But then, um... The guy who was trying to proposition Sarah ends up knocking Father Mulcahy out and splitting open his lip pretty bad. Stitches! Stitches. So, all of a sudden, Potter's on the clock. <laughs> so he's back over at the hospital. I think it looked that bad for Stitches. No. But, but you gotta go to the hospital. I guess. <laughs> I Whatever. You need to go to the yeah. hospital. Mulcahy's part. What was Mulcahy's bit in this? Well, he had spoke with Sarah on the elevator, as we said, mm -hmm. and talked to her and actually convinced her to go straight, to give up the life she was leading. Mm -hmm. And um, he didn't even know it. Uh -huh. So I think that's cool. We all yeah. affect lives. Every one of uh, us affects lives. And we mm -hmm. never know who we're talking about or who we're helping. So remember that when you're yeah. in an elevator sometime. Yeah, because then, you know, Sherman is finishing stitching Mulcahy up. And Sarah shows up at the hospital and she runs into D'Angelo. Because... Snyder! <laughs> I wish you would stop following me around. All you people think you can get hush money out of me. Well, here it is. Now five, hush. Five bucks. <laughs> I was here to see Father Mulcahy. Oh, well then give me that back. And I would appreciate it if you would return my swim fins. I'm going on vacation this year, and I plan to use them as swim fins. And I don't want to know what he used them as. I just don't. <laughs> I'm a little curious. Yeah, I'm not. I <laughs> don't want to know. But, but D'Angelo was still around because Potter had convinced him that he should be the patient's administrator. Administrator. And so, so he was going around trying to help these patients, and he was doing it in the most Mike D'Angelo way possible, in that he was like, Now, Baker, what about you? I'm not Baker! <laughs> All right. How can I help you? Oh, I need this. You talk to Nurse Coleman about that, and she'll, she'll get, get on it, it first thing. Toilet paper. We, uh, so, he just keeps redirecting people. Like, yes. they couldn't have done that on their own. But he's redirecting them to the correct person, I think. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, he's I'm not sure. doing anything. He's not really, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's loving, he's adding a level of bureaucracy where there doesn't need to be one, and it's... Anyway. Hey, he's talking to them. That's... Which is a step up from what he normally does. Yeah, and I'm, uh, he's just so annoying to me. Like, yeah. when he goes yeah. to the bar and he says, where's the little administrator boy room? Or, yeah. You know, it's like, talk like a man. You're not a baby. <laughs> yeah. 
but no, that's okay. That's Mike D'Angelo. But yeah, um, so he'll come back into the picture. Uh, but Sarah goes to see Mulcahy, and uh, Potter leaves them in the like the outpatient room where he stitched up Mulcahy, and, and says, "And you, pointing to Sarah, you and I." are going to have a talk sometime, not right now, about who and what you really are. <laughs> He's confused at this point. And then okay, he is talking to her. And... Oh, he's so sick of the rectory. And people's... Well, I thought that was this oh. episode two. That's the beginning oh, of next episode. Sorry. No, because Never... she comes back in. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I was okay. confused too, but I <laughs> I almost messed up. Thanks but for the... sapping me. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt, however. Next episode. Um, But, you know, he's like, but you're a good person, and I couldn't let that man besmirch besmirch your honor. But my honor is besmirched. I am what he said. You're a harlot? No! I'm a prostitute. (laughs) But then she tells him. About his elevator story and how he changed her life. And he had to feel good about that. Mm-hmm. And I think he changes a lot of lives without knowing, because he's the type of person that just goes from person to person, mm-hmm. listens to your story. Yeah. He doesn't always have to tell his story. He listens to their story. Mm-hmm. Which we saw in like um, the one episode where he was bartending at the O Club, and uh, he was bouncing between Margaret and Klinger. And it, Klinger said, like, Father, what do you want for Christmas? Roller skates. Because <laughs> he was going back and forth so much. But he affected her in that positive way. Um, Klinger, we keep seeing in and out at the bar because he's getting really weird food orders for Lee. Like, what was the first one? She's it was. Pregnant. Yeah, it, was, it they were craving meals, but it was like chili. With sour cream on. Well, no, well, sour it, cream wouldn't be odd. No, it was like. Heavy cream? Yeah, with like a pint of heavy cream, cream. on top. Yeah. And it just. And the other thing, it was like uh, grilled cheese, but with pancakes and Tabasco on it or something. Yeah, she wanted Tabasco. Ugh. Yeah, and it just, yeah, Sarah's the one taking this order, and she just, <laughs> I get you. Um, but then he ends up bringing Soon Lee into the hospital because he's worried that she's like dying, and she just goes, it's just indigestion, Max. <laughs> And he won't listen to her, and Potter's like, you should listen to her. But Women know their bodies. But Klinger won't. And um, they end up having a really neat little discussion, because remember, he has the 500 that he wanted to get the kid off on the right foot to get clothes and crib and all that. But he still wants to be this uber provider for his family, and soon he sees what that's doing to him, and says, Max, all I want is you. That's enough. We have a house. We have food. That is all we need. Yeah. And I think he's finally starting to get it. Yeah. But that pressure is put on, I think in this world, even more than back then, mm-hmm. to... You ha- there's so much stuff. <laughs> that we think we need. Mm-hmm. And I think we do need more like than we yeah. did back then. Because yeah. you don't just well, have a, a phone everyone shares. You need your own phone. Yeah. You know, you need a computer to survive nowadays. Yes. It's not like 
especially you two with your jobs, mm-hmm. you know, there's things that you didn't need to have back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you could get by on very little. You could get by on very little back then. And they're so weird because they, like, he doesn't want his child to have hand-me-downs. Yeah. I'm like, my kids lived in hand-me-downs. Yeah, our second one is going you know? to, whether it's a boy or a girl, it's going to have girl clothes to start life because we have a girl. No. Right. Ryan. And you are very good, you and Laura, about buying gender-neutral clothes. We try. You know, not so much now because you have a very girly daughter yeah. that loves to dress like a princess. Mm-hmm. Um, especially Wednesdays because... Mm-hmm. Which is fine. <laughs> She's so. still going to help Dad do woodworking in... Oh, I hope so. I hope four to six that. years. But, but anyway... Um, the world, you know, yeah, that we live in is... It, it's more complicated. It, it is more complicated. But, you know... Soon Lee points out to Max, I just want you. And he says, okay, I can quit the bakery job then. No, she, no, no. Quit. The... Can you quit the, the service garage? <laughs> I really, I'm feeling empty now and I really want donuts. <laughs> Checks out. Um, but then. It's funny to see her go through this since your wife is pregnant. and. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I don't know if she's had any cravings. I she... Yeah. This Friday it was for fish. Oh, yeah. Which was good, because that lined that... up, because it's Lent. Yes. <laughs> but um, the the other ending part in this episode was Mike D'Angelo was still trying to be this patience administrator. Mm-hmm. And he sat in on a bingo game where he won five games in a row. Which he didn't seem to understand why people groaned when he left. But, um... <laughs> As he was leaving, there was this guy punching holes in the wall, which earlier in the, the episode we learned this is normal. Right. Uh, Boyer... Anger. Yeah, Boyer saw the holes in the wall and he asked uh, Bill Scannell? Bob, Bob Scannell. Bob Scannell about it. And Bob goes, you should have seen me when I first got here. Oh, boy, I, I was punching holes left and right, you know? Now I just tighten up my bathrobe and... <laughs> Not only does it help, but it keeps my hernia in check. <laughs> but yeah. um, apparently it's just a thing. Like, they get stir-crazy and they want out. And, and he seemed to have been um, Dr. Boyer, looked mm-hmm. kind of thought back on his yeah. life and had been gone through something like that himself. Mm-hmm. So I love what he did. He So, well, so the, guy, scene. the guy was punching the holes in the wall. D'Angelo walks out, says, what are you doing to my walls? And he, he, he took the, uh, I'm, I'm, see, when I saw this, I kind of looked at this as the stern dad versus the redirecting dad. The stern dad is like, you better not do it. Oh, now you're going to get it. Yeah. Versus the redirecting dad where it's like, you okay, should stop. A- you're not stopping. All right. So, um, do you yeah. want to go over here? That'd be great. Let's go over here. It's fun over here. And keeping in mind that he's trying to get to know the patients. Yeah, Dan. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and De- but D'Angelo takes he, the like bad cop approach would yes. be another way and gets clocked. Right. And, and rightfully so, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, but he he was not doing well. It's like you had better stop. I am in charge here, and you will stop, stop. knocking holes in the wall. <laughs> the guy was not having any of it. Right. He, but, he had anger issues. Mm-hmm. And D'Angelo, if he was an, an decent administrator, would know this guy's having anger issues. He's punching holes in a wall. You, it's not a time to confront him. 
Yeah. If I see someone punching a hole in the wall, mm-hmm. that's not a time I'm going to confront them yeah. and say... Yeah, that, yeah, that's a time where it's like, how can I help, help you? Yes. Let me call someone. You stay right here. Or turn around Do and whatever call you need. I'll be back. <laughs> but, but And that's what Boyer did. And that's and then Boyer walked up after he punched D'Angelo mm-hmm. and kind of, I thought, handled it so wonderful. Oh, God, yes. And this is the first time where I've really... I, I said this out loud. Yeah, I, I said, okay, this is kind of the new Hawkeye character. And we had a whole discussion where he's not quite Hawkeye because he's... <laughs> But yeah, which comes is. up in the next episode. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's different. He's his own character, he's but a, yeah, but the compassion. Yes. Because he, what does he say to the guy? He invites him to his house. How does that yeah. go? Yeah, mm-hmm. he inv- he's like, if you ever feel this way again, come on over to my house. I'll let you punch some holes in my wall. I have, I'm trying to make a door anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, he doesn't say don't do it. He doesn't mm-hmm. say he doesn't tell him how he should be feeling, mm-hmm. and then we can talk about it. Yeah, he just. He, I guess, I guess like the clinical said, really way would... Like re- rejected them. Yeah, and I guess the more clinical way would be to say he validated the guy's feelings by yes. saying, I felt the same way, uh, except I only had one leg, so I was kicking from a chair. So I was kicking outlets. But I felt the same way, so he validated what the yeah, guy was feeling, which helped defuse it. feel this. Yeah. He said, okay, you are feeling this. Yeah. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, I, I guess that's the more... Okay. Um, huh? Nothing, I was just wondering if you saw a bug. No, <laughs> No, I just keep looking up there to the left because I'm, like, analyzing. But, uh, and it's the grow light, and I'm cool. looking at the plants. Okay. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's the difference between escalating a situation and, and diffusing a situation. Right. D'Angelo escalated it, and Boyer, Boyer diffused, diffused it. it. He, he and validated... Gave him, and gave him something to look at for the future. Yeah, some hope and a free pass. Because he said, you knocked him out? Yeah. Right. You need to leave before he wakes up. You're just a patient to him. You all look the same. Just yeah. leave. Yeah, he won't be able to recognize you. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, busy. Busy episode. Yeah, it was. Too much going on again. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. I need you to stop working so much. That was the max thing, yes. Mm-hmm. Then Mrs. Potter came back and, mm-hmm. um... I think everyone was happy. Bob tried yeah. to get on the bus again. Yeah, he tried to get on the bus with Mrs. Potter, and then he tried to get on the bus when Mrs. Potter came back. back. I think, like Bob's, maybe they're showing that he's elderly and yeah. not always thinking straight, because he seems like he's always with it. Yeah. But you know, he's no. old. Yeah, yeah. The the one quote that I do have that I didn't bring up at the time was uh, when Father Mulcahy ended up at the. Uh, what's the bar name? Oh, the Not recovery that. room bar and grill. Yeah. Um, he that. comes in looking wiped, and Sherman says something to the effect of confession, and Father says yes. At Our Lady of Perpetu- at Our Lady of Sorrows, it's usually a very fun place. <laughs> but um, the other thing that I wrote we didn't bring up is when Sherman was looking up. He's like, oh, what can I do? Kind of, mm. and he's looking. Oh. Dead. Oh, dead. yeah, when he's looking for something to do. <laughs> he's looking at his friend. He, he almost calls a guy, and then he's like, oh, oh wait. Dead. <laughs> yep. And that's when he ends up going to the bar. Yeah, yeah but it oh, kind of yeah. made me sad. because Dead. Cause dead. Like, almost dead. Almost dead. <laughs> yeah. Dead. Sure, dead. man. Almost dead. But 
it, it shows that, oh, it's warm in here. He yeah, takes death as though it is what it is. Yeah. You know, he wasn't, ah, mm-hmm. oh, poor guy. Yeah. He was like, oh, dead, dead. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. it's coming. It's coming for everyone. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Part of life is death. And I, you know, I like to think I'm a lot that way about it, too. It's like, I could get I hit by a bus tomorrow. Life, whatever. You are a little more, because. Well, I, I don't know. You know, for Not, for me, I mean, I was basically an atheist for several years. And if you're an atheist, you're not living hoping for an afterlife. What do you live for then? Tomorrow. Okay. Hoping like I mean, I want to understand that mm-hmm. too. Yeah, you know, at that point when I didn't really believe in a heaven, it was just well, I really want to leave some sort of legacy behind, which is why I really got into writing. It's like if I can leave a novel that will be read, read right. in the future, that's enough. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, at that point... Because we all go through our anger issues. We all go yeah. through tops, but, highs, and lows, and... But, yeah, it was just living basically for tomorrow, mm-hmm. and it was okay. whatever. But, yeah, with, with Sherm, I think... He lives for other people. Yeah. He volunteers. Yeah. He does things. I, I think what, what a great life, you know, you have to mm-hmm. have a volunteer... That's what I'm wondering how old Ryan needs to be before I can start taking her, you know, to help out. Yeah. We can actually, you know, do things now. Like, mm-hmm. we do when we're at the nature center. Yeah. We pick up garbage or, yeah. you know, oh, that's a, yeah. you do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as I've been doing in these episodes, at this point I'll point out to you that um, if you want to look at the... Uh, <laughs> Aftermash episodes. I think I forgot to link it in last week's. Yes, that is clear glass. Yeah, I was just checking. <laughs> um, I'm Noah Z. Yeah. I just didn't touch all Chris's stuff by his desk. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> A lot of it is meant to be touched. So that's fine. Because um, this is where I work during the day. So I have to have stuff that I can play with. But uh, if you want to check out our back episodes, you can do so by going over to narclaninc.com. That's N-A-R-C-L-A-N-I-N-C.com. Go to the podcast link. Go to the Whiskey and Mash page. There are the MP3 versions of all of our back episodes, including this one. Including all the way back into just our Mash podcast. Those are all available over there. If you want to connect with us, you can email us. There's a link there on that podcast page otherwise you can also go to facebook.com slash whiskey and mash follow us there whenever i upload new episodes i will post their synopsis over there on facebook so that you know that's out and the link so that you can stream it right from our website otherwise you can find us on uh apple podcast apple itunes your favorite podcast application or stitcher radio i think we're over there too as long as the feed is still working (laughs) and um just subscribe and then you'll get the newest episode uh downloaded automatically for you we're over halfway done with after mash it only lasted about a season and a half so we're going to be wrapping up this podcast if you have an idea for what you'd like to see us do because we're going to take a hiatus from this but i'm going to keep going uh i might try and wrangle uh, my wife, Laura, and her brother, Ben, your kids, <laughs> into doing a podcast of some sort, maybe something on The Simpsons or Futurama, something like that. If you have any other ideas, let me know by or Facebook. Or if you have something you want to say about this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Know. I would love to hear from you and yeah. hear what you would 
think are... Yeah, we love hearing from people whenever they post on Facebook. You know, we've, we've seen some various um, comments, and we really love the feedback. Also, to watch these episodes, the actual AfterMash episodes, uh, linked from our page. Uh, I think I've liked the page. There's an AfterMash page on Facebook. They have all the videos linked. They're on YouTube for free because this was never syndicated. <laughs> uh, watch them there for free. And uh, let us know what you think about some of these. Now, just real quick, uh, because I normally complain about the episodes, would you thumbs up or thumbs down this episode? Another Saturday night. See it or no? I would do thumbs across. <laughs> I will, well, with that, I will give you a, a, a thumbs up. I thought it you was. You are going to do a thumbs yes, up. Yes, I thought it was pretty good. It was it was dense, but it was better than some have been because I think it still had two main plot threads. And like Max came in and out, but he didn't have I his like own. I like the introduction of the new character. Also, I like yes. Sarah. I, I do. And I like that Boyer is. But I think I growing. always get annoyed with the D'Angelo character. Oh, I yeah. don't know. Oh, I know you're supposed met. to yeah. not like him, but I yeah. think I'm. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. He annoys the heck yeah. out of me. Yeah, only you're supposed like, to. But I, yeah, I, I would say watch it. Yeah. It's worth a watch. Let us know. Thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah. Okay. Just because I know that you want to try and get out of here at a reasonable yeah. time, and we're almost at a half hour already. Fever pitch. Fever pitch. All right. Um, so, basically, it's one of those It's Really Hot episodes. Yeah. Max is on the PA saying how the weather service says it should be a very cool, breezy day. And meanwhile, you're seeing the camera pan through the ward, and it's like 90. 96, and they're all just dying from heat. Uh, Boyer is walking around with a group of residents. And asking them, okay, this guy, in order to operate on him, we have to get his temp down. How would we do that? And it comes out that there's this new cooling blanket. Uh, it's not just... It's like an air-conditioned blanket, I guess. That would do the trick. But they don't have one. And it's kind of experimental. So, it really revolves around that, I think. Oh, and the B-plot is Francis comes in uh, complaining about the living conditions at the rectory and trying to get in to the rusty water in amongst all the other priests and uh, deacons and whoever else is there. And uh, basically, Potter and then Sarah end up telling him, you should get your own place. And Sarah points him to... An apartment where she lives. Now, remember what Sarah does, or did. <laughs> and her neighbors are of a kind. They're not all prostitutes, but... Let's say they're all in the same neighborhood of business. So, um, okay, he doesn't get this right away until he's... <laughs> he's on his knees praying for the night. And, um... A lady of the night and her John walk in, and uh, yeah, that yeah. ends up being a thing. Um, and so he thinks, well, we'll talk yeah. to her later. Yep. So, okay. um, but he's there, and then uh, Boyer has a very fun scene with Alma 
and then D'Angelo, which I want to talk about in as much detail as I can in a short time <laughs> as I can, uh, but basically ends up convincing D'Angelo that they need this cooling blanket. And then we see the mash come back because Klinger's at the recovery room bar and grill. Boyer's there having a beer and lamenting, I can't get anything done. And get Klinger away. walks up and he's like, get away from me. You're yeah. from the hospital. I don't want anything to do with the hospital. Get away from me. Hey. He didn't know Klinger. And Let me tell you something, Doc. Let me tell you about how much of a square peg I am in a round hole. And he goes to give his resume, his curriculum vitae, of working around the system. And so... And they actually work well together. Yes. Tell they, me what you need. I'll, I'll get, get it. it. Yeah. And he, the, they end up working out a deal for the cooling blanket from another VA. But then D'Angelo okays Potter to get it by whatever means necessary, as long as he doesn't know about it. And uh, Potter ends up not being able to get it because it went missing. <laughs> but it went missing to their hospital. So yes. Yay. Uh, yeah. So yeah, let's um, let's take care of the father of Mulcahy. Okay. Thing, because that, that it really is separate. I mean, other than him meeting Sarah in the hospital, that's about it. It it's outside of the and hospital. It's funny because you mentioned that two people told him to get his own place, but at separate times. Yes. Like they weren't together. So, right. Right. Um, he's getting this message over and over mm -hmm. that. It's time to move on. You yeah. need to get your own place. Mm -hmm. You can't be sharing plates and dishes. I mean, there's some nasty stories I could tell you about someone living in a rectory. So, mm. Sure. Um, and um, he finally says, okay, I'm going to do it. And Sarah gives him, you know, the place where she's living. And he goes and talks to... 60 bucks. The super. And he talks him down to 50. And right after they <laughs> shake on it, this guy comes in and says, hey... I'm here to look at the apartment that was listed for $40. Well, there's one right below, exactly like this one, for 40 <laughs> Yeah. And So I think he could have gotten it for 40 Well, and then when the the two lovebirds... Oh, when they walked in on them? Yes. Yeah. Um, the super ends up coming and talking about, you know, what's going on here? This is a family establishment. <laughs> I yeah, believe he meant, family. yeah, I, but, um, okay, he's like, this is my room, and they're in it, and the guy's like, hey, I have a room right downstairs that you can use for $30 a month, and he kind of sneers at Father Mulcahy, <laughs> and then Sarah shows up, she must have come off shift at the bar and grill, and says, you know, and she's checking with Father Mulcahy, and he basically says, I'm done here, I'm moving I'm out. I'm moving out, I can't, I, mm -hmm. I can't. Mm -hmm. handle this i mean come on he was praying and they were in making his, out yeah. in his room you yeah. know but i love what she says you know other people here can use your help like you help me father you know like in 3b that guy and she goes it's a litany of like drug dealer loan shark <laughs> And he's like, she basically said, you can go back to the rectory, but you're going to have other priests there and other, yeah. and it, yeah, you'll be safe. But where will you do the most good? Mm -hmm. Here you have the people that need your mm -hmm. guidance. Yeah. And he thinks about that. He's like, well, I suppose. I think I'll stay. I can live among, like, live among the lepers was kind of the idea. Yes. Yeah. 
And so he becomes comfortable with this idea of answering a call of service. But I'm curious to see if this is something that's going to become more mm. of a part of this. Because yes. it is the social part. Mm -hmm. And MASH itself loved to work on the social. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, of a situation. Mm -hmm. so, in the, so. so in the other part. So Boyer... Um, is trying to get this cooling blanket. Now, again, Boyer is this guy where... Um, it's not approved either, so to, that's why... To, to avoid bleeping this, I'm just going to self-censor. Uh, He's in hole. Okay? <sighs> he is a huge hole. And such a huge... That he... Um, such a huge hole that he really doesn't have, like, the best reputation, Right? But I think we've come to understand him enough that he he wouldn't hurt anybody intentionally. It's just but he's angry inside. He's he's very rough outwardly, but he cares. He has yeah. that caring attitude. He wouldn't force himself on anyone, which and is important. And that's what you were saying, yeah. Because there's this thing where he's trying to get in to talk to D'Angelo, and Almacox. Well, you know Alma, she's the she, D'Angelo police. Yeah, she literally blocks the doorway. And so he... After she dropped the ice down her bosom. Yeah, she was trying to cool herself down <laughs> and it went into her brassiere. But um, Boyer comes up and just kind of... She says, you'll have to get through me first. And he goes, oh, Alma. I've been waiting for you to say that. He actually did really well. Like, Look at your eyelashes. Yes. Blink at me. I will not! Oh, I'm so intrigued. I'm gonna have to unbutton my shirt. It is! Huh? Alma, are you married? No! <laughs> you should get married. Then we can have an affair. <laughs> what? Get married. And then if, we, if it works out, I'll get married and we can have an affair together. <laughs> Alma. Alma, you don't know. <laughs> He, he just, he's pressing this hard. I just love it, though, when he said, get married so we can have an affair. Fair. It's like, <laughs> and again, this is very Boyer, but it would be absolutely horrible if we thought he was sincere. Yes, he wasn't. If he would, if we thought in any way he was actually going to force himself on her. But I don't think he even touches no, her. No, he doesn't. He gets very close, but it's just physical proximity and and actually hey i think he just made her feel actually very confident well, about that, herself yeah at the end <laughs> you know she she was just smiling and she yeah. felt very good about herself because yeah then she's she was very overwhelmed by this and said i think you should see mike now no she called him blubber butter or something yeah well you what what, what boyer blow, said blow yeah and boyer really investing in this character is like who <laughs> mr d'angelo all right, I'll be quick. You can spruce yourself up. And she does. Yeah. And then, like, you know, it was all play. Because then he goes in to talk to, to Angelo. And he does a very similar thing where he's like, Mike, I knew... Well, well, first of all, it's like, Mike, I need to talk to you. Do you have an appointment? Mm. No. Well, then you can get one next Tuesday. No, I'm busy next Tuesday. Let's do it now instead. 
or something no, like that. No, let's do it Thursday, and then I'll save you. He made it sound like if he, he sees him now... He's doing he's, him a favor. He's doing him a favor because then he's opening up his time for a Thursday when yeah. he would have had the appointment. Yes, <laughs> it was very well done. And then he's going on and like, Mike, I know that you care about patients and that nobody cares about patients more than you. Well, that's uh-huh. very true. Yeah. And I know Mike. Mike... And he's like leaning in, buddy, buddy, Mike, I know that you are the best administrator in the world and that you would do anything to help your patients. I know this, Mike, because you're a good person. I know people who aren't, but you are a good person, Mike. And what you're going to do is get on the phone and order a cooling blanket for this boy. And he 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 almost had him. Yeah, and he actually does go through with getting him the blanket and Mm -hmm. would have had it if Klinger hadn't stole it. Right, right. But I I just love how Boyer first really works his magic on Alma and then on Mike. Yeah. And he gets what he wants in both cases, but then we do see that it was all an act because then he goes back out through Alma's office and she is finishing her lipstick and she's like on her desk in that, like hands behind come hither, her, come yeah, way. chest up a little bit, legs crossed. Very confident, yeah. And uh, she like calls his attention while he's leaving and goes, "Oh hi," and then just leaves. Yes. So yeah. she was a little deflated, but then she says, "Oh, I see. Playing hard to get. Mm-hmm. I like that in a man." So, <laughs> oh yeah, my so God, that, oh my. yeah. Was that whole thing? Oh. Um, you got to see Klinger do his his, his thing, his thing, which, like you said, brought us back to the mash days mm-hmm. and yay for yeah. Klinger. So they take something out of the hospital to trade for the cooling blanket. Couldn't see what it was because it was under a blanket. But then Sherm and Angelo are in D'Angelo's office at the end of the episode, and he has a hole in his wall where the air conditioner <laughs> used to be. Yeah. Shouldn't have had the air conditioner in the first place because the patients were suffering and he was comfortable. Well, we are trial running this. And for all the administrators at the VAs across the country. And if it works out for us, then we will roll them out to the rest of the hospital. See, now administrators say they need the cooling for the computers. Yeah, they get well. around the whole issue, mm-hmm. so they have to have their offices. So if you have an office, you now get an air conditioner. Um, not so much true. But anyway, mm. if you have an LED screen and a micro tower, there is no heat being put out by those computers anymore. Oh, okay. But that's with, what they used to say. Oh, right, yeah, yeah with a CR, with a, with a tube. You know, monitor? kids would be dying oh, yeah. in school of heat, oh, and, yeah. you know, the computer room was oh, freezing. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. But so, anyway. Um, yeah, that was it then, I think, for... Yeah. I like this. I like this episode. I liked this episode yeah. better than the last. Like I yeah. said, though, I think there's parts of the last one that you needed to have. Mm-hmm. So. And I like that Sarah was there to convince Mulcahy that, no, this really is your vocation to be yeah. here in this place in and this uh, time. Right. Mm-hmm. I liked seeing Klinger be Klinger again and yep. not having Alma going, Mr. Klinger. Yeah. Oh. There are rules. And you have to live right. by them. And when you don't, I will slap your hand. <laughs> I liked seeing Klinger be Klinger again. Right. 
And, I, uh, I this episode I enjoyed, mm -hmm. and it wasn't five hundred things going on again. Sorry, I'm fumble. <laughs> yeah, two points. It's way over on your. Yeah, end, so. I'll get it later. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I really liked this episode. I would give it a thumbs up. See, I would give this one a thumbs up. There you go. Yep. So see this one, uh, season Fever one, pitch. episode nineteen, Fever Pitch. Uh, if you look it up, and it's. Season 1, episode 20, Fever Pitch, that's one too far. Right. Because then the title is off and you need to go back to episode 19. <laughs> Which, if you've been following, yes, you know. They're, the titles are one off on the print, yep. on the DVDs. Anyway, um, yeah, any last words about no, these episodes? No. Um, okay. Let us know what you think. Email us. Uh, comment on Facebook. Give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Yeah. I'm Gloria Ackerman. I'm Chris. And have a great week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right by your okay. second wheel. Thank you. There we go. All right. Sorry, I'll put that oh. down there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, I can tell that the light is actually doing something for the plants. Because I put them on, like, backwards. You know how they face the sun? Uh-huh. They're all facing into the corner. And now they're all... I really think that's very pretty too. Thank you. I'm I'm looking forward to getting the vine one trimmed back so that it That's what you said, that it's thicker and Yeah, like I think they're doing alright. Like the the rubber one, the rubber plant, that really big pink leaf wasn't there before, so Just what makes this Sure. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye, everyone. Oh,